0: Welcome to another episode of The Conversation of Our Generation. My name is Nick Jamel, and today we are going to be talking to you about how the education system is going to radically change, and some of the ideas that I have in order to supplement people's educations as I think we will be moving towards a more skill-based, trade-based education system. And I'd like to get your thoughts. This is one where I'd really like to get your feedback and hear what you have to say about this, because... I think this is an important question that we'll have to answer for ourselves as a society over the next couple years. And I think it's going to hit people faster than they realize. And so please feel free to give me your thoughts and ideas as we talk about this today. And before I dive too far into any of this, I do want to remind you that you can find me on conversationforgeneration.com or if you're already there, you can go to the podcast and, or sorry, you can go to iTunes and subscribe to my podcast. If you just search conversation for generation in the iTunes Store, and then you can also go to Twitter, find me at Con of Our Gen or Facebook.com/slash Conversation of Our Generation, and you can find me in any of those places to comment, like, share. Definitely sharing and getting this out there to other people, giving a rating and a review on iTunes. Those things really help me get the podcast out there and reach more people. So if this interests you, or if you know someone who's about to go to college and deciding, I think this could be really interesting podcast to send someone who is in that even freshman, sophomore, junior, even senior year of high school and see how they can adjust their learning going forward and make the better financial decision long-term. So before I hop into the quote of the week, I did want to say that this episode is going to be a little bit shorter. This week is a crazy week for me. Uh, I'm actually getting married this weekend. So I have a lot of things to do, so if this episode is a lot shorter, or is shorter than normal, that's not because this topic isn't important, it's because probably I'm talking a little fast because I'm actually very interested and excited about talking about this topic today, but also because I have a lot going on and I need to kind of keep this shorter so that I can get everything together for this and get it out the door so that I can focus on the other things that I need to do for work and for getting ready for the wedding, which is only a few days away now, which is crazy to me to think. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and hop into the quote of the week this week. And this one is from uh, Jean Pi- Piaget. And he is a developmental psychologist. You've probably learned about him at some point, I would think in a psychology class, if you've ever taken one, but he's the one who gave us the stages of development in life and defined them and did all of that. Like what, at what point in time do you learn certain things or establish certain cognitive behaviors? And that's what he's famous for. However, he's also kind of a philosopher and really interested in how truth works as well. So his quote on education is the goal of education is not to increase the amount of knowledge, but to create the possibilities for a child to invent and discover, to create men who are capable of new things. And this to me is a very obvious idea. (laughs) I think that education has been dumbed down at this point to just be learning, or learning facts, learning this and that, and this happened on this date, and this is how you spell this word, and so on. However, I think that as we've actually gone away from learning facts, (laughs) like we did probably much more in Piaget's time, when you actually did have teachers making their students memorize lots and lots of things, in going away from that, people don't actually learn the foundations, so they don't know how to learn. The that, that memorization, that drilling people's, you know, drilling math facts into their head instead of teaching them new math, which is is just absolutely insane. Instead of teaching people facts about history and about science and so on and giving them a firm foundation, instead of doing that, we've just robbed them of a basis and now they don't know how to learn. People don't know the basics of things. And so how are you supposed to build a pyramid if you don't have a bottom foundation, if you don't have that bottom layer? And so you have to do the heavy lifting to lay those foundations at the start. And we haven't been doing that in the way we educate people today. We we just say, you know, it's it's fine. You'll have a smartphone in your pocket your whole life probably a chip in your arm at some point soon or on your spinal cord that connects to the internet and so you won't need to know anything but that's not true you'll still need to know things you'll still need to know how to learn and to grow and to actually navigate the situations and apply knowledge you'll still have to do that and so you have to be able to learn to do those things and so this is I think a really great quote to kick today off with because what he talks about is it's to create the possibilities for a child to invent and discover. And I think that right now there's a lot of fear about the automation coming and jobs going away and what that's going to do to people. And I think that if we can get to the right types of education where people are... Learning how to invent and discover and create and really expand human flourishing because they have a real education. We won't have this issue. And I think that there is a sense that what I have proposed here and a couple different uh, ideas for, sorry, for uh, education where it's going, I think that we can really really move forward and have people who are participating more and more to the human flourishing. And that's what I would like to see. The first topic that I think that we ought to cover is two of the ways that I think that education is going to change. I think that what we see in the university system is not sustainable. I mean, there's every bit of economic writing on the walls that this is going to collapse. It's a substance. I just, well, let's go backtrack. I just listened to a podcast, uh, the survival podcast with Jack Spierko that confirmed the thoughts that I had in my head or the, I guess the uh, anecdotal knowledge that I had about colleges and what was happening there, that enrollment was going down. And the reason I thought that is my parents were staunchly in favor of me going to college, staunchly in favor of my middle brother going to college. And my youngest brother, my dad, who was saying, you need to go to college my entire life says to him that there may be options out there that are better than college. And he's looking at pilot schools and trying to figure out ways to do that. And so I think that if you can change people like their, like them and get their, change their minds, that there's a chance that other people are having that same idea. And it turns out that over the last eight years, there's been a drop in enrollments at colleges. And that trend has been going on since 2011. And that's a huge, huge issue because right now it is, as Jack pointed out on the Survival Podcast, it is easier than ever to get a student loan. It is easier than ever to get into college. And I think that it is being pushed on people. He said harder than ever. I think it's being pushed just as hard as ever. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how it was in the past necessarily. So I can't speak to that, but I think that it is still being pushed really hard that you need to go to college. And there's a lot of people who just have that default. Except for, I think, the people who are my age, you know, the 24-year-olds to 31, 32-year-olds who realized how much getting that college education set them back financially and how really it didn't help them out. It didn't get them ahead in life, right? It didn't push them to the top of their field quicker. Instead, they're still climbing the ladder just as fast as people who really just, joked around or goofed around in college. And even though they worked really, really hard in college to get ahead. And so is, it was just a, the same as graduating high school was a few decades ago that it's just, you know, your screw ups and your smart kids will both graduate high school, but it's college. That's the, that's the deciding factor for you. And I think there are people who are turning their backs on that and who are seeing opportunities for better ways to educate people if they don't need that general education. And I think what you're going to see is a rise of two things. And I think I've talked about this in the past on here, but trade schools and apprenticeships. Number one, I want to talk about is trade schools because this is an obvious answer. Even, you know, and, and even every right now there's a shortage of welders and plumbers and other tradespeople, And that's huge. I mean, you can go through a trade school in a matter of a few months, come out with a skill and make a lot, make pretty good money and even start your own business and other things so that you work for yourself and you're, and you're self-sufficient. Great. You can do that. But I think there's other trades that, you know, don't require you to read Shakespeare uh, just to know how to do them. And, I think that software development is one that's rising fast. There's many, many coding academies popping up and other ways of learning how to code online and people teaching themselves who are getting really good jobs in software development. That's happening like crazy. And it really doesn't take much to, once you learn how to code, to piece together a few things, put it into a portfolio and be able to say, hey, I didn't go to Purdue computer engineering school or computer science school, but I do have this prof or this portfolio of things that I've done in the past, things that I've built and I can show you. I mean, it's the same as a general contractor. If he came to you and said, Hey, I went to school for four years to be a general contractor. You're like, great. I guess I can kind of trust that. Or if he said, Hey, look at these houses that I've worked on. I, I got photos and actually one of my clients said, you can come see this house I built and walk through it and I can show you what I did and you can walk through and actually see that person's work. Well, which person's going to sell you better? The guy who said, I have this piece of paper that I spent four years and $60,000 on. Or the other guy who said, Hey, I went actually went out and built these things. I have pictures, video, and I can actually let you go into one of the places that I built, right? I built my own house. I can walk you through what I did there. Oh, now that person is going to sell you. And that's where software development is now. People are doing these projects and able to show what they can do without a college degree. They're able to show what they're able to accomplish for you simply by going out and trying things and testing and learning and all in the process, actually developing the skill set to do it and apply it. The other one is piloting. One many people don't know that to be a pilot, you actually don't need a college degree. You just need to go through pilot school. And it's a different type of school, but it is a trade school. You learn the trade of piloting there. And right now there's a shortage of pilots. And I think that it's a very, very good place for people to go and to learn. And also you can apprentice while you're doing it, which we'll get to in a moment, but you have to get your hours. And so you can well, very quickly get enough hours that you can fly people for money. And so you can tow people around for a little bit of money. And in the process, you can get the hours that you need to become an airline pilot and then fly across the world. And if you, you may have to do some night shifts, you may have to do some weird shifts and some odd flights and long flights and so on and so forth. But It's a great job with great perks, and I don't think that air travel is going away anytime soon. I think that the fight to not automate cars is going to extend to planes, and I think it'll be a while before people are comfortable having being on a plane without a person in the cockpit, (laughs) despite however much automation there is. So I think it's a pretty stable job if you're getting in it right now. And even another one is nursing. My fiance's in nursing school right now, and she didn't need to read Shakespeare. She didn't need a background in, you know, English or a lot of these things that it took two years of college tuition to learn how to do, supposedly. No, she did have to go back and take a couple science classes that probably were foundational, right? Go back and take another anatomy class because your gen ed doesn't require that go back and take a physiology class because your gen ed didn't require that. But that's really learning the health field. But I don't think, I still think that it may be a little bit longer than a coding academy needs to be, right? But I still think that a nurse can learn what they need to do in two years, two and a half years. I mean, my fiance did have a health-ish related degree, but she's been in an, been in an accelerated program That is like an 18 month program. So, and she had to take a couple prereqs beforehand, but the program itself is 18 months. So she had to take a couple other classes to fill in her education to get the baseline. And that took about six to nine months or so. And then she's in an 18 month program. So 27 months about on the high end, right? That's two and three quarters year. Just think about how much money you save on college. If you cut out a year and a quarter, (laughs) And so that's a big, big difference. And I think that there's still professions that you can't just put into a trade school necessarily, but you can adjust the way they're educated big time so that people are moving through these programs and getting to the value that they seek on the other side, which is to actually have a career that they can earn money in. That's what college is for. It's not to... I guess it is for two purposes. There are people who go there to explore and to learn and to get the classical university type uh, liberal education, but most people are there to get a job and sales and marketing people, nurses. I mean, so many people simply just need skills training and they need to get the basics. They need to get that foundation and then grow from there and to learn how to where they can specialize and where they can move. And I think that there's a lot of possibility for trade school type models coming up. And I see colleges even bringing on new things that reflect a trade school model. And I'm seeing this in software development and a couple other key areas, IT and so on. And I think that there's a really good chance that that's where university system goes. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is apprenticeships, because for me, I can speak to this personally, most entry-level roles have little to do with what you actually studied in school. And most entry-level jobs can be learned on the fly once you prove that you have the skills to learn quickly and adapt. And that's what I've done in my first role out of college. I mean, I did Work in retail for several years, I learned that skill set. I was good at it. I could manage the people well and <clears throat> and I could sell well in that atmosphere and everything I, I learned it, but I learned how to learn that. And then I moved jobs and I wasn't a retail trained person. I was someone who taught myself how to do how to fit in there and how to learn that skill set. And in doing that, I learned how to learn new skill sets and how to, I learned how to adapt to work environments. And so when I did move into a tech startup, which is a total 180 from, you know, a multi billion dollar retail store, a retail chain rather, that's a total 180. And I was able to adapt quickly because I learned how to adapt to that atmosphere in the past an atmosphere that I wasn't familiar with. I hadn't worked in retail before I started there and I learned the ropes and I figured out what I needed to do, who I needed to talk to, to learn how to do stuff. And so that's what I've been doing again now. And I think that instead of just spending time in the classroom, there will be skills trainings that allow people to get to a certain point where they can start apprenticing. I mean, we already have internships, How hard is it to turn internship programs into apprenticeships? How hard is it to say, Hey, I mean, we already do this with doctors. Basically you, you have several residents and maybe one job opening or two, right? You have more residents than you have openings for actual doctors at your hospital a lot of times. And so you'll have all the residents and you pick the best ones. I I think we could do that with just about anything. We could do that with pilots. We could do that with software engineers. We could do that with nurses and so on. And I think that we're seeing people move towards this slowly, but it's kind of hidden. It's still hidden within this education system that we have come to know and subsidize. (laughs) And and I think that it is a huge opportunity for us to allow people to earn money while they're learning. That's what allowed me to be where I am today. And to be able to take a $5,000 pay cut to work for a startup that I thought was exciting was because I had gotten myself up to a higher earning potential or a higher level of earning than many other people who were in college with me because I was hustling to become a store manager and to grow that skill set. And I thought that I was going to go into that corporate side and I was going to learn the basics of that business and then go on to be, you know, I used to introduce myself as the future CEO and well, that didn't really work out. I decided in my apprenticeship that that's not what I wanted to do for life. And I'm thankful for the fact that I was able to climb those ropes and to do that. And while I was in school so that I could realize that that wasn't the place for me. And I think that there's a lot of people who are unhappy in their jobs because they didn't see what it meant, (laughs) what the job description translated to in reality. And I think apprenticeships are a great way to allow people to select out and allow people to get the experience so that they can speak to what they know how to do when it comes time for them to move on from the trade school or whatever. And they have the skills training necessary to actually go out and do the job of their own they're confident and able to do that. And then the last thing is what I think you'll notice has been missing is where is the deeper level of education? Where is that education that is the amount of knowledge or sorry, that is, that allows people the possibility to invent and discover and gives them that creative mindset. And I think that there's a lot to the general education that is good, right? I think that, My psychology classes were very interesting and eye-opening in a lot of ways. My philosophy class was terrible. (laughs) Uh, My Spanish classes were good. There wasn't a lot of culture and stuff, but there was a decent amount that was interesting. I didn't take any history, I don't think. (laughs) And so really, I mean, I, I actually did love my nutrition class, my life science class. I actually really enjoyed that and I think I got a lot out of it as well. But I think What we're going to see is people like Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris and all these Internet sensations who are putting out tons of content, really proven academics who know their stuff, who are doing stuff online and showing people how to think and diving deep into subjects that maybe you wouldn't get in a traditional education because you can't dive as deep as Jordan Peterson does in just general ed, right? In how lobsters think 101, you can't just go into all of that. You can't do uh, a series on the 12 rules of life or on an all of Sam Harris's work or on so many of these people Richard Dawkins as well. Those guys are real graduate professors and they can teach the people at that PhD, that graduate level and go in depth, or they can take it to these online courses and show people this wealth of knowledge that they have, this wealth of knowledge that is out there. And there's plenty of people who need to go through the doctorate program and become a researcher and find out the new things. And that's great. I think that there's an education system in, in place for people who want to do that. But for the people like me who want to expand our breadth of knowledge, but, you know, beyond just our skill set, my sales and marketing skill set for people like me, I think this is a great way to expand that knowledge. And that's where I really want your feedback is because I think the way that these people are offering lectures on circuit, putting out content via blogs, podcasts, and YouTube and promoting themselves in those ways as well. I think that that's a business model that's working and that's allowing people to get access to education that they wouldn't otherwise have. And I think it's also an incredible value for people as well. So I think this is happening. I think this is where people are moving, but I'd like to hear what you think, because my hope is that in the conversation of our generation, we don't lose track of some of these really important dialogues that are going on with between Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris for instance between uh Neil deGrasse Tyson and Ben Shapiro like his Sunday special is so interesting to get these intellectuals on there sometimes intellectuals sometimes celebrities whatever it is and have a conversation i think that there's a lot to learn from people who have really specialized in something for a long time and they can And especially for people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who can explain things at whatever level you need. I think he really can explain astrophysics at whatever level is necessary. He, for people like him, there's a lot that they can offer through these types of courses. And so I'd like to hear what you think. If this is something that you would do, if this is something that you would be interested in, let me know because, and just shoot me a comment, you know, message me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, feel free to let me know what you think about this, because I'd like to try putting out some content around this and piecing together courses to help people have that well-rounded education for people like me who want to understand these things. I think that there's an opportunity there. And so if, uh, you know, I think these online courses could replace the crappy gen ed that you get where you might have one class that really enriches your life because you had a great professor who really loved what they were talking about and taught you what they knew. But for the most part, it's just a way for universities to keep you there for two extra years to get some more cash and not have to fire tenured professors is how I look at it. So if you'd like a better value for the education that you're trying to get, let me know and we'll see if we can figure something out because I'd really like to start piecing together some courses that I think could be valuable for people. So let me know what you think. And also, like I said, find me on conversationforgeneration.com. Go to iTunes and subscribe. Just search Conversation of Our Generation. Go to facebook.com slash conversationforgeneration or on Twitter at Con of Our Gen And let me know. Share this with other people. Share this with people who are in that process of deciding what they're going to do for college and have them look critically at where they think they're going and see what they can do there because it's important to give people all the options that are on the table. There's a lot of options that people aren't talking about right now that are out there. And so please, I ask you to share this with people. And thank you for listening to another episode of The Conversation for Our Generation. Let's get the dialogue going.